podcast. I'm Allison Little, a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur who has built businesses and brands for the past decade. I'm passionate about helping high achievers launch to the next level. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Launch Podcast with Allison Little. Today's episode is called Three Strategies for Getting Unstuck with Treville C.W. Lynch. Treville is an amazing human being who is a self-worth specialist, author of the new book, What is Enough, and founder of I Am the Possible, a self-development company built on the philosophy that I and my possibilities are one and the same. Everything I hope to be tomorrow, I already am today a trusted communicator in both business and faith-based communities for over 20 years. Treville continues to present innovative ideas that spark imagination and inspire audiences to see themselves in the ways they have never imagined possible. Oh my gosh, I am so excited for this conversation. This is going to be an awesome one. So listen up, launch listeners. Hello, Treville. Thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited about sharing in this moment with you and just serving you, serving your audience and uh, yeah, just being a part of this moment. So thank you so much for having me. Um, it is an honor and um, really a blessing and a privilege. So thank uh, just you. hope to serve you and just to be present in this moment. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And, you know, I have to tell our listeners that right before we were able to start recording, I chose this topic of three strategies for getting unstuck. I didn't think anything of it. And then we tried for the last 20 minutes to get it so that we could hear each other when we were having this conversation. And so um, it was so funny, but I'm so glad that you were able to stick by this. And and I think both of us have that tenacity and grit to keep going. Nothing was going to stop us because we knew that this conversation was going to help people. So thank you so much for your patience. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. Yeah. So in the introduction, you you referenced uh, me being a self-worth specialist. Um, I've also, since since kind of publicizing or uh, you know kind of making that public, I've I've also taken on the the title of a, of a perspective coach. Um, the more I dive into you know what it is that I really you know do for people and and really how I show up and serve humanity, and I think that's really at the core of my work, my ministry, my mission is to liberate individuals to not have to stick to a title stick to a program um, stick to an idea about themselves Um, and so really i'm here really in this world i'm here in um, our society humanity to really show up and to be an embodiment of um, just the greatest expression of liberation so that other people right can can see an example of one that has gone through much still going through much but continuing to decide continuing to choose on a daily basis to say i see what's going on i see what i feel i i i totally acknowledge all the things that i've lived through that i'm living through but how i see myself how i choose to believe in who and what i am i'm going to submit that to the highest expression and and to the highest embodiment and experience um, imaginable. And so mm. I really do help people to piece together and really almost repaint a portrait of themselves, one that uh, inspires them and one that enlightens them, one that motivates them, uh, one, one that, that, that causes them um, to really rise above 
their circumstances and their situations and not to take on the identity of the struggle, uh, but to, to be able to see how we can live and how we can express and exist in spite of our struggles and our situations. And so I don't like to give you a whole bunch of titles and, and I've done this and I've done that. I'm, I'm a servant and I'm mm. here to just be an embodiment of service and uh, you know, offer myself and my services to anyone that, that might be interested. That's so beautiful. And I love how you said that we aren't the struggle that we're going through, because I'm sure that there are leaders right now that are listening to this who are going through hard things in life, whether it's personal or professional or a mixture of both. A lot of times it seems like when we're going through something, a struggle in one area, it just kind of spills out into other areas. Right. And so the fact that you say that, I think, is really, really key. Right. Because when we're going through those hard things, it's sometimes easy for us to fall into that victim mentality. Right. Or to think that, you know, it's never going to change or that we can't overcome it. So what would you say to that person who's listening right now that's going through one of those difficult times in life? Because life can't be perfect all the time. And um, and, and, you know, I think that it's an important message for us to to be able to overcome those challenges. I think the biggest thing is and it reminds me of a I don't know if it's a quote or saying what you are and what you do are not the same. And many times we internalize outcomes, results, situations, circumstances. We equate, right, our perspective and our perception of self based upon what it is that we're doing or, or not doing. And so just being able to look at every struggle, every negative situation as an opportunity to warrant an expression of yourself rather than looking at it as something that's going to defeat me or something that's going to hinder me, it's really looking at it from a perspective of how is this invoking a greater expression of me? Because the truth is, I mean, we, we, we are always bigger than our circumstances. We're always greater than our situations. I heard that, you know, pain is in the body, suffering is in the mind. And so it's really just how we look at and how we perceive a certain situation and so my advice to anyone when they're dealing with the struggle is to really be able to learn and really begin to implement what I call the pause and just really taking a step back from the situation calling it what it is but then remembering that number one you're bigger than that situation and two you're not that situation acknowledge it for what it is but that does not impact or that that does not change who and what you are at at your core. And I think if you take that perspective on, then you're always looking at you know situations and struggles through the eyes of what am I being called to express out of self, out of myself in this given moment, rather than how this is negatively impacting me or how this is you know running me in the ground. Um, so it's always a empowerment um, rather than something that's, that's gonna limit you. Mm. That's such a beautiful perspective. And I think that it's so true when we can take that step back and separate ourselves from the situation and look at it from a different lens, we're able to really learn from it. And that's one of the things I say to myself, um, similar to what, what you've talked about is what am I learning from this? Or how can I, how can I teach this later? And I, I will write it down personally, because uh, that, and and I'm sure you do the same thing where I will write it down and be like, how is this story going to help somebody else? Because we all 
uh, go through different things in life. And I believe that the, the hard things I can teach to somebody else. And so perhaps that will help them get through that difficult challenge. And, and then I make it my mission to really see the, the lesson in that or the, the teaching point or the way that I was able to maybe change my mindset or not change my mindset, right? Maybe it was the, the hard thing or the, the way that I acted that wasn't necessarily showing the best version of me. And then I learned, okay, that's not how I show up or that's not what I, you know, I'm not being me. I'm not... Um, expressing that fullest version of myself when I'm in that place. So I want to get to this right away. I was going to wait for a moment, but because we're kind of going in this space of struggle, right? And I know that your story, when I read it, however many months ago, it just struck me as such a story of an overcomer, of a champion, of a warrior, because we hear stories about people that go out there and, you know, they have an easy life and then and they're able to go and help people and everything is easy, right? And and that wasn't really the case for your personal journey, right? And so would you mind sharing a little bit of your struggle and kind of what happened and then where it's led you? Just thank you for this moment what to kind of what to share. I think I think that the biggest struggle that I had, because um, I have a million stories about how it how it played out, but the biggest struggle really was um, whether it was being overweight. Uh, when I was smaller, uh, when I was young, uh, whether it was the stuttering that I developed at like age seven or eight. You know, growing up, not having a father in the home, my mother uh, being addicted to, you know, crack cocaine and alcohol. Everything in my formative years pointed to the idea, and this is what I want to emphasize most, it pointed to the idea that I wasn't enough that I was unworthy of acceptance, that my life was a throwaway. Maybe you read in my story how I dropped out of college. You know, I had a full ride to college, full ride. And then not everyone gets a full ride to college. It was paid for. And I dropped out because that was an, an expression of, I'm not worthy of an education. What am I gonna do with an education? Who am I to believe or think that I'm gonna be successful? Perhaps you read the stories of when I had guns put to my head and then I was at a, a point in my life where I was, you know, selling drugs and doing drugs and, you know, I had two guns pointed to me, you know, and all they wanted was a bag of marijuana that I had pressed down in the front of my pants. It cost me $120. And one of the guys had the gun directly to the side of my head and he asked me three times for that bag of weed and I told him no. And he pulled the trigger. And to this day, I don't know why that bullet never came out. It never came out. But it did leave an impression on me, a sound that I'll never forget. I don't know if you've ever had a gun put to the side of your hair before and the trigger pulled back, but there's a sound of that hammer slamming against that, that chamber. You know, as I look back on, on that story, I realized that I was, in my mind, I was worth less than $120. And so I was willing to, in the back of an alleyway, in the backseat of a car, be willing to die at the age of 20. I was, I was 20 years old and I was willing, I was willing and, and in my mind ready to die for something that I later on that day would smoke and it would be gone. Um, so my, my struggle again, you know, I could use the rest of, of our time just telling stories of struggle and defeat, but in summary, I wasn't accepted. I didn't feel accepted and I didn't accept myself. 
And so because of that, I sold the drugs, I did the drugs, I was in and out of jail multiple times. Um, I found myself in near death you know, situations multiple times. Guns put to my head, put to my back, knives put to my throat. I kept finding myself on the edge of death because I didn't believe that my life was worth living. And so it's funny how life just keeps presenting evidence to your most dominant belief. And I, I truly believed that I, I wasn't enough and I wasn't worthy of living. Mm. And so just to fast forward, because um, there's a huge you know, story to tell, but mm-hmm. let me just fast forward it really quick. But I found myself in jail for the last time. I was invited to a Sunday morning service and I heard the story about Jesus. And I'm not here to convince anyone about their religion. I'm not here to preach to you today. I'm not here to uh, tell you what you should and shouldn't do in the area of faith and religion. But I heard a story about this man named Jesus and I gave my life to God. And long story short, um, I joined a church and I, I moved here to Southern California. And a pastor that was on the staff at that time, he's since passed away, named Eric Brown. He said five words to me that forever changed my life and have now become literally the embodiment of my, of my mission and my ministry. He said, Travel, you are a teacher. Mm-hmm. In that moment, he, he told me what I was for the first time. He gave me purpose. He gave me mission. He gave me um, insight. He gave me ability. He gave me a position. Um, he gave, you know, I mean, in, in five words. And that's why many times I say five words can change your life, Allison. Five words, mm. literally, because it resonated and it told me that I had a place. I had a position. I had a purpose in this world. And so now today, that's what I live to do, mm. to just create moments where, you know, God can use me to say something to someone at just the right time and the light come on. And, oh. and, and their lives be changed. Oh my gosh! So, so yeah, that's so, yeah, again, it's, <laughs> it's one of those things. Wow. man. It, it's so much, like in my mind, there's so much else, but we only have a limited time. Absolutely. So I try my Thank best you. To kind of summarize it. Wow. Yeah. Thank you first for being real and being authentic and being vulnerable. I know that's mm-hmm. sometimes hard, and as even if you're sharing that story, it bubbles up the memories and the hurt and the pain and the suffering that you went through. So first off, thank you so much for being vulnerable mm-hmm. for our audience because we just don't know who this is going to reach, and we don't know where they're at in their life. And that's why, you know, for me, I share my struggle and my pain because I want them, I want somebody who's listening to understand that they're not alone in that struggle, in that pain, in that hard place, and that. Um, and for you, you know, your story is of hope. And it shows how far you can come when even if it's just somebody telling you, Treville, you are a teacher and that they believed in your position, in your power and in that belief. You know, I, I had a mentor like that who believed in me more than I believed in myself and it completely changed the trajectory of my life. And you think about that, those people that it's I, I don't believe that it's by chance that we run into those people. They come into our life at the exact right moment to be that teacher. And just like you, my mentor is no longer here, but I, I wake up every single day with the mission and purpose um, to help other people and, and help them understand that they need to keep going, right? And so I, I love that. I love that story. I can definitely relate to it. I can't relate to all of the struggle and the pain, but I'm so grateful that you're here and that you are doing the, the mission work that you're doing because we need people like you that see, see that, you know, there's hard stuff to overcome. And the fact that you kept saying, my belief was that I was not enough. 
And, and that really started when you were a child. And I, I can relate to that. I was raised by a single mom. My dad was an alcoholic and I had that belief as well. And it wasn't until I started to really grow in my personal development and self-development that I recognized that that was a belief that was holding me back from becoming the person that I needed to become, right? And everybody who's listening to this podcast right now, you have something that's holding you back from going to that next version of yourself. And that's what we're talking about today, actually, is is the strategies for getting unstuck, right? Because sometimes the areas that we're stuck is our beliefs, right? And so let's let's talk, let's move into that area of people feeling stuck, especially after COVID and the pandemic and everything. You know, there's this, this idea that we can't move forward, but we don't want to go backwards and we don't exactly know what to do. What would you say to the people that are listening that are in that place of feeling stuck? I think the first thing, the first step for everything, you know, I always tell people um, that a change in a person begins with a change in perspective. A change in a person begins with a change in perspective. It's how you view it. It's how you look at it. It's how you see it. It's the classic um, you know, glass half empty, half full. And so one man can look at it or, or one woman can look at it, it's half full. They're gonna be optimistic. If I just get a little more, I have a full cup. The other person looks at the same cup, it's half empty. They're thinking lack and scarcity and I better hold on to what I have and soon they're gonna lose everything, right? The first step to getting unstuck, at least in my own life, and that's all I can offer anyone, is my humble experience. As much as we go around with titles and and all this other stuff, we're just people trying to get along, man. That's all Mm -hmm. we really are. At the end of the day, I'm just a guy trying to get along. So what I can offer you is my experience. My experience has been stuck is an idea. You're no more stuck than you believe you are, period. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If If you believe you're stuck, then you are. You're stuck in your own mind where it matters most. I can look at you and say, you know what, Allison, you're not stuck. But if Allison believes, man, I'm stuck, you know what? Okay, you are going to be stuck in your world, right? I always teach people, we have one earth, infinite worlds. I heard that several years ago. There's one earth and there's infinite worlds. And so in your mind, that's your world, that's your framework. So, you know, the first step is taking a step back and understanding stuck is nothing but an idea. It's a concept, it's a belief system. And any idea, can be changed. That's the good news. If you have the idea that that you're stuck, number one, you can change the idea of being stuck. The only difference between someone who believes that they're stuck and someone who believes that they're unstuck is how they're looking at their situation. And we have been given the power, the authority, is something called choice. And we can choose to just literally submit ourselves to the process of looking at whatever it is that's making us feel and believe that we're stuck, just looking at it differently. And always asking the question. You know, Allison, I teach people, ask good questions. And that might be number two. That might be the number, number two step. Ask questions. A few years ago, I believe I was given a revelation about the word question. If you look at it spelled, it's quest. I on. That's literally how it's spelled. And so I teach people, if you ask a question, the right questions, then it leads you on the quest I'm on. We're all on a quest. Some of us are asking the wrong questions. Why is my life like this? Why am I stuck? Why do, why do I keep getting disappointed? Why do people keep pissing me off? Okay, you're going to get answers to those questions because the mind is wired to go on a quest to answer those questions. What we could be asking is, what is this invoking in me 
to express? What is this calling on me to become? How is this chipping away at the old version of self mm. and helping to emerge new version of self? What parts of the old rusty clay is this being chiseled away at so that the new me can emerge? What is this old, for those who are religious, <laughs> right? What's the old wine skin? What's the old way of thinking, that stinking thinking that I'm being called into now releasing and letting go of and detaching from coming into a newness in the way that I think and the way that I see things. And so it's number one, stuck is an idea. Number two, we can leverage questions because the mind is hardwired to deliver to you upon that which you ask. So asking better quality questions. Tony Robbins talks about this all the time, asking quality questions. You're gonna find quality answers. So those would be the number two kind of steps. And if there's like a third thing that, that I would say is that we, you know, we operate out of framework. We operate out of um, our dominant thoughts, our dominant beliefs. And those are the results of years of formative training, you know, neural pathways that have been developed over time, right? Emphasis of, over time. So strategy number three, I would say, is, is really pulling together all of the resources that impact one's thinking. The things you watch, the things you listen to, the people you surround yourself with, the environments in which you live and in which you visit most often, uh -huh. controlling those things, right? For example, I'm gonna watch television that edifies me. I'm no, I'm no longer gonna watch images that are influencing my thoughts that bring me down. So I'm gonna watch something that's going to be uplifting, inspirational. I'm gonna to listen to music that's gonna inspire me and put me in a good mood. I'm gonna read new books that expose me to a new world view, right? I'm, I'm gonna surround myself with new people, even my virtual mentors out there, right? People like Allison, right? It's like tapping into podcasts and platforms where I may never meet you in person, but you can you know, virtually mentor me where I'm being exposed to your content over and over and over, and we're rewiring and retraining and we are, you know, re-adopting and, re and reconforming the way that we see ourselves and the way that we see everything. And so number one, stuck as an idea. Number two, ask better questions, questions that you want the answers to. And then number three, intentionally, begin to really dominate and regulate the things that influence and impact you the most. The things you read, the things you watch, the things you listen to, the people you surround yourself with and the environments in which you visit most often. Oh my gosh, those are so good. And it's so <laughs> true. And I think, you know, a lot of times we, when we're thinking about feeling stuck, right? We're like, oh, you know, I'm so stuck. And you just keep saying it over and over and over and over and over and over again, right? Right? How many of us have ever done this? I'm stuck. I'm stuck. But when you start saying to yourself, like, I'm finding a solution or I, I'm finding clarity or I'm, you know, the resources are coming to me or I just can't believe how great this is. The feeling of finding the answer, right? It's, it's so crazy because I'll do that a lot, especially if you're stepping outside your comfort zone. Sometimes it does feel scary or it feels uncomfortable, or you feel stuck for a little bit because that's a creative process, right? But as soon as you can start seeing that clarity and moving forward, it's beautiful how the resources and the conversations and just like, I mean, the fact that I'm interviewing you right now for this podcast, and it's just like, I'm like, this is the conversation I needed to have today, right now, 
to help me expand my viewpoint and so that I can go out there and serve the people that I get to serve in a bigger way, right? It's just awesome how that works, but it, it doesn't happen if you're saying I'm stuck all the time, right? And then asking the better quality questions and really saying, okay, what are the questions that I'm asking myself? I love when you said, how is this chipping away at the old version of me or, or that old belief system or the way that I saw myself in the past? You know, one of the things that I like to do is I like to look back at the work that I've done in the past or an old video or or a picture of myself and kind of remember my thinking or remember um, my thought process at that place and, and look at where I've grown. Like, okay, well, I'm not perfect. I'm never going to be perfect. But how have I grown into that next version of me? And so that I can serve people in a bigger way, because as we become a better version of ourselves, we're able to help more people. Right. And we're able to have that influence. And then last but not least is just really intentionally creating your environment and thinking about, okay, what am I allowing in? My little sister is 17 and I'll be like, I'm not watching that movie. And she'll be like, why are we not watching the movie? And like, because it's too violent or it's too negative or, you know, like, and and the fact that you're like, yeah, this is, you've got to be very mindful of the the stuff that you're taking in because we're taking it all in, aren't we? All the time. And the people you surround yourself, if you have uplifting people like yourself, that are encouraging that see see possibilities everywhere that want want to further themselves that's an encouraging thing isn't it it's just amazing because now you're thinking about your own life or your own opportunities in a different way because you're surrounded by people with energy awesome gosh that was good okay i love it so another question that i had because, you know, as I'm talking to people around the world and especially leaders, we've had this pandemic and now it's like we need to be motivated again, but we're stuck in that place of going full bore or staying exactly doing what we're doing. And, and I feel like people are, you know, they want to be motivated, but they don't exactly know what to do. What would you say to help us, you know, once we're unstuck to stay motivated? I was just speaking with my daughter yesterday and uh, we're where, you know, she, she, she's transitioning from high school. She's been in college for a year, but, you know, just that transition between high school and college and really being in that gray area where it's like, I know I want to do something with myself and I kind of have an idea, but I don't quite know exactly what I want to do. And I'm trying to figure it out. And many times, you know, motivation, I always like to frame motivation as the starter. It's like the, like the key in the ignition but it's the gas that's flowing through the system that's keeping the vehicle running because you can turn the key all you want. If you don't have any gas in the vehicle, it's not gonna go anywhere. So really motivation is, is the crank, it's the start. And what, what I would say is because we've been in this pandemic, because we've been in this work from home environment or downtime or some people you know, have been furloughed or, or basically we just have more, more time mm-hmm. to go within and, and just more downtime, it's really identifying, you know, what it is that moves you from what I call a very human level. And what I mean by that is, is that if money wasn't something that existed, if the ideas of power and fame and popularity weren't something that even existed, right? Where from a human level would you take action? My mindset coach, when he was teaching me about meditation, he would always say or show me how to kind of quiet myself for a portion of time and and kind of clear my mind and then come from a place of gratitude. And it's funny how when you come from a place of pure gratitude, as, as pure as you can get it, it's amazing 
the contributions to society that you can make, the love that you can spread, um, the kind gestures that you can have. But, but my point is, is that because we've been in this downtime, identifying from a very human place, what is it that truly matters to me if nothing else matters? If you didn't have a salary to earn, if you didn't have the ideas of popularity, if social media didn't exist, if all of these external stimuli had no input, what would move you? What, what would you care about if nothing else mattered? Mm-hmm. And I think that when you are able to quiet yourself, steal yourself, ask yourself that question, what really matters to me if nothing else matters? Then that's the beginning for me of something that's going to motivate you long term, that's going to wake you up in the morning without the alarm, right? It's going to be the one that no one has to pay you for, no one has to ask you to do, and no one, no, no one has to hold you accountable. That's the essence for me of true life motivation. When no one else is watching, no one else is looking, I'm going to still do this thing, whether you pay me or not, whether you acknowledge me or not, whether I get any applause or not, whether I get any public accolades or not. I'm moving from a human space. I'm moving from a place of contribution to humanity as a part of humanity. And that to me is long-term motivation because as long as the motivation is an external stimuli, Uh it's short-lived, it's up and down, it's all over the place, it's not pure, it doesn't truly edify, it doesn't truly satisfy, it's very temporary, it's very conditional, And uh, I want my life to represent and everything that I share to represent something that's going to help you get closer uh, to that core contribution to society and, and, and to those around you. Amazing. Absolutely. So good. So I need to ask you this question. I ask everybody it. What are two things you've done in your life to launch to the next level? I've learned meditation. I am a huge, uh, man, I, I am a meditation champion, man. I, mm-hmm. uh, any, any chance I get, man, that is an art that everyone, I just, maybe I'm wrong, I could totally be wrong. I just believe that is a art, a practice that everybody should at least be doing at some degree. So I've learned to meditate because as I learn to meditate, I learn to release the negative, the fear, the worry, people's opinion, people pleasing, all, all, all of those things that really complicate and clutter mm-hmm. going to the next level and complicates you from launching because you're so you're so paralyzed, right? The whole paralysis from analysis, you're so worried about what others think and what others are going to say and do that you don't do anything. So number one, I've learned to meditate, get still, get quiet, go within and live from within. And then also just accountability that, you know, maybe we don't talk about that enough, but Having someone that you answer to, that you really trust, that you know they're not getting anything from you. They don't want your money. They don't want, they don't want anything from you. They are showing up in whatever capacity they're showing up for you, whether it's a monthly meeting like me and, and my mentor. I have several mentors. I meet with them on a monthly basis for one hour and they literally get on the phone or we meet for lunch and the first thing out of their mouths is, Travell, share. They're not there, man, to tell me all, like they're not there to press their agenda or to mold me into their ideal uh, Travell or, you know, all. they're there to literally serve me and to have me share for them to get very acquainted with my heart's desire and then for them to serve me as they know best in helping me to achieve that. Mm. Um, so being able to steal oneself, quiet the noise, 
cut out the chatter, get in that heart space, um, live out of that heart space, that's been a game changer, and then consistent accountability to that heart space. Because I've shared my heart with those I feel I can trust that too, Mm -hmm. and they've made a pact with me to make sure that they show up for me in a way that helps me to deliver that to society. Mm. Um, and those are very few and rare people, but you right. need those type of people. You do need those people. Life. That's such a true, yeah. true statement. I, I have to ask you this question just because I'm interested and we're going to be done after this, but I'm just like, another question, another question. I like, uh, what is your favorite book? My favorite book, In Pursuit of Purpose by Dr. Miles Monroe. That was foundational for me. Dr. Miles Monroe, In Pursuit of Purpose. That was a game changer for me because that one actually lined up a lot with the story I, I you know, told earlier with, with uh, Pastor Eric Brown when he said, Travell, you are a teacher. The part that I didn't share earlier was that I was asked out of the blue, as they say, to share a 15-minute message. I had never gone to seminary, barely read my Bible, no college experience, no one ever mentored me in teaching, no one showed me even what teaching in a religious or a church setting even was. But he said, hey, man, come and share. I mm. shared a 15-minute message. And he came up to me and he put a hand on my shoulder. He looked me in the eye and said, Travell, you are a teacher. Mm. And it just resonated. Mm. And I've been teaching ever since. That was, that was 20 years ago. I've, I've been teaching ever since. That's a beautiful thing. Literally what an amazing, yes. Oh. Yeah, so in, so in pursuit of purpose, is like, that's my purpose. I'm, I'm a teacher. I'm, I'm here to teach, to educate. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for just being you and for serving the world with your giftedness and your purpose. Um, How do people get a hold of you, Travel? Yeah, very simple. I am the possible.com. Yes. (laughs) Go to that website. It's so good. Yeah, Yeah. just go. It has so many resources. Yes, it's so good. And you have a (laughs) podcast too. And your podcast is called I Am the Possible. Yes, the I'm the Possible podcast. Yeah, check it out. It is amazing. I was listening to it. I was like, I was geeking out on all of the episodes. They're amazing. Um, so thank you so much, Travel, for just bringing your um, yourself to this episode, for sharing with our listeners some tips to get unstuck, and really just for being who you are. Because I think the world needs more people who are spreading a message of positivity and light and, and hope. And that's exactly what you do. So thank you again. And to all of our listeners, there is somebody in your life that needs to hear this episode. I, I promise you, Share it with everybody that you know. Like, I I honestly think that this is going to be an episode that everybody absolutely loves and it changes lives. So thanks again. And I look forward to next week's episode. Thank you for listening to the Launch Podcast. I'm Allison Little, and I'm so excited that you spent your time with me. Look for future episodes and connect with me on social media or at my website at www.allisonlittle.com. 